Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Pure Property Podcast, where we talk about all things property and property investment. So how's things going for you, Matt? You all right? Yeah, it's been really good. I think, if anything, I think everyone is a little bit more happy with the, the sunshine yeah. starting to come out, getting a bit hotter. Outside. Obviously, I know we haven't in the UK. I saw somewhere, actually, it was one of the, apparently, one of the hottest, I think it was July's, caught on record. Wow. And someone tweeted a good comment saying, yeah, the UK's contributed absolutely nothing <laughs> to that, which is, I think is very factual. I don't think we had the best of... Um, no. Of July's, but it seems like hopefully August is 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 turned up now, midway through the month, and uh, Bit late. we can enjoy it. I guess hopefully for the. I mean, we haven't got long, have we? Now no. in terms of September, better coming. late than never. That's but, why I'm going to go off to another country and get some sunshine. I think. Well, we know you've got quite quite a lot quite, booked quite up, haven't you? Schedule. So yeah. well, we have both both towards the back end of the year. We've got some exciting yeah. things coming up. Yeah. I mean, with the, with the company stuff, we're, I mean, we're going to Dubai. Going to Dubai, so we're going to visit the Dubai office um, uh, for our sort of regular outing that we do so we go see the Dubai office we've got some meetings that we will line up meet some clients meet some uh, partners out there um, so yeah be really good looking forward to that and then we've got in November Hong Kong so we're going, Kong, yeah, going to do our uh, regular visit to the Hong Kong office and do the same meet some clients yeah, um, some exciting times eh yeah it'd be good yeah really looking forward to it it's going to definitely make this latter part of the year fly by I think oh I feel like the whole year's flown by so quick. I know, it has definitely been a whirlwind, but we move on. Uh, but yeah, so t- today's episode, we've had a, a question um, come up quite a lot, actually. I, I posted on Inst- on my Instagram that has anybody got anything property-related questions that they'd like us to discuss on the podcast episode, which we're, we're doing today. Mm. And... There was quite a few that came through, but the most common one that came up, which I thought we might as well speak about just in general, because it's quite broad, but it'd be quite an interesting one for us to talk about, was are people investing right now? So it was like, are people investing? Are you investing? Um, are people still buying properties? There was there was quite a lot mm. of, of that in response to, to the, the post I put out asking for questions. So yeah, I thought we'd discuss that. I think it's definitely good getting your point of view as well because you're more face-to-face with clients on a day-to-day basis on than I am. Line. Yeah, on the front line. So you're, you speak to them day-to-day. Yeah. And you, so you have a very good understanding of what the activity is like. So as it stands right now, so we're in yeah latter part of August, What's how are you finding investor appetite? Are people are still are people still buying? Yeah, so look, as you said, Toby, I think with all the scarcity in the market, it has been, mm. I guess, concerning with some of the headlines as we spoke about many times on the podcast. But um, we generally uh, speaking haven't really found a, a huge slowdown. To be honest with you, I think we still get a hell of a lot of people wanting to invest, whether they go ahead or not. It's it's been, of course, I think if anything, we found a real big switch in terms of. I know we talk about it a lot as well. Strategies, people's yeah. strategies in terms of not always going for the same exact thing that maybe worked for them, even three years ago sometimes but it can obviously be further so i think in terms of strategy wise we found a shift in the market a lot of kind of south people people who have invested in the south mm-hmm. looking at the northern parts of the uk now and really seeing i know we have seen that trend yeah. kind of happen over the past few years but we are seeing it increase much more knowing the value of what you can get I think a bit of a shift as well. People looking at off plan. Yeah. I know we've had obviously a little bit of the the mortgage side of things increases etc. So 
I think a lot of people are liking the fact of that. We're seeing inflation come down, so hopefully that will play a good part with the mortgages eventually. But yeah, we found a real shift. So a lot more people are buying cash as well now because they know yeah. they can get a real sometimes discount. Incentives. Actually, we, we've seen a lot of people from overseas as well where their Massive. economies or or their scenarios out there aren't the best and they're looking to get cash out of their countries and they're looking to to England for that so we've we've definitely seen an uptick in that but what about volume wise then so there the appetite is still there but what about the volume of like transactions that you're involved with has that dropped off a cliff or is it still there what, what how are you finding that in terms of we've looked naturally the the sales side and and obviously people coming in and buying property via ourselves and us helping investors etc whether they're buying their first investment to obviously adding to the portfolio we haven't really found a massive drop off to be completely honest with you yeah in terms of that i think last month i mean was one of our one of, one of our best months on record i think it was actually our best yeah, month so was, yeah if anything i think that shows real positivity within the market yeah. uh, and of course it comes down to once again being down to the right products and what you're looking yeah. at, the right developments coming on um, yeah. and knowing that the opportunity is 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 genuinely a good one. Mm. So I think in terms of that, it completely depends. Of course, there's going to be opportunities out there all the time, but it's whether it's going to be a real profitable one over the, the short, medium or long term, depending on your strategy. Yeah, and I think like you just said, so volume-wise well record breaking no, months for you personally not. and also for, yeah. for the company in terms of transactions so from our point of view there on the ground no we're not seeing it slow down no. what i'd probably say is we may have seen a bit more resistance yeah, uh, or a bit more question asking as well sort of around what what our conditions yeah conditions what our yeah. thoughts are so we are seeing that but in terms of people actually committing and transacting no from our point of view it hasn't slowed down we've actually had the busiest month on record last month as well. So that to me is a good sign. So to answer the question in quite short, in short yeah. no, people, people are still buying. So then I would say from my point of view, so you're obviously on, on the front line there, but my, my point of view as a business, when we're looking at sort of the, the lead, the lead and inquiry flows there, mm. we are still getting a very good volume of inquiries. People wanting to buy properties, asking for information, so that to me is an indication that there is still appetite there. People are still interested in buying. But like you said, it has to be the right thing. Of course. So that's, I think, key and important. It, it to be fair, in any market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Any market, you need the right thing to make sure you're you're the most successful in, in what, and, what you and sell. And there are opportunities that are going to arise in, as yeah. we said, in any market, even when things can be seen as a little bit more of a difficult market yeah. there's still opportunities out there well yeah i mean we've got a new a, loo, uh, a new launch which is imminent uh, it'll probably be launched by the time this podcast episode goes out where the developer has looked at the market now it's an up-and-coming location so they've kind of looked at it and said well the markets people have got a, a bit of uncertainty so there's a, a few more barriers there. So they've actually changed the way that they're actually going to be marketing and selling this property. So usually they'd ask for a sort of a deposit between 15 to to, to 30% on exchange, but they're actually now offering a payment plan mm. because then it helps spread the payment for investors. So again, it spreads their risk over that and the payment plan is over. So then they have to put 5% down on exchange and the rest is paid over the build period. So that again, like you just said, different products change into the market conditions. You're seeing developers 
do this right now. They're just adjusting, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, and the appetite from our point of view is still there. And I mean, would you, with everything that's going on in the market currently, as we stand, you mentioned about inflation is, is reducing, but of course, not where it needs to be. Mm. Rates are starting, mortgage rates, that is, are starting to settle. Uh, we've seen a few more rate cuts in the market, which is positive. Again, that is very up in the air because tomorrow if the Bank of England right, sort of does a rate rise, lenders could up their rates and uh, react accordingly again. We would hope not, but we'd hope they've already factored in further rate rises um, previously. So, but going forward, how do you, do you, do you see people still continuing, continuing to buy? Because we're going on to the last sort of, we're coming into sort of the last phase of the year. Yeah, I think once again, it will be, a lot more people, I think, will be more hesitant to go out there and buy. Like, I think, let's say, kind of post-COVID kind of market where mm. things were, I think people were buying literally left, right and centre. Yeah. Even sometimes when it wasn't the best of investments, but because everything was going up, yeah. it seemed to be a good investment at the time. But all I think, it's going to be much more strategic. I think you're going to have investors not jumping the gun. As you said, I think asking a lot more questions. Yeah making sure this is the right investment. Uh, and um, in terms of, I know we normally talk about, I think you talked about in the last podcast episode about kind of when they're kind of reviewing it, make sure yeah. so you're looking at the worst case scenario, the mid middle case and the best case. Yeah. So I think of course, people are naturally going to be more do, do their due diligence on the back end. Um, I think we're still going to find, I think as well over the next few months, a similar pattern of what's happening right yeah. now. I don't think it's going to change drastically. Yeah. Um, even if market conditions do change, I think, as I said, what we've seen already, the off plan has become a lot more eye-opening. And as you said, with, with developers coming in and offering maybe payment plans, which yeah. we have seen not only just with a couple of developers, we've, we've seen it with quite a few now being quite flexible yeah. with payment plans, which before wasn't always the case. It yeah. was kind of quite strict and it could direct. Be, it could be more bullish. The market was very buoyant. So exactly. They, it could be more bullish. And I think also, going back to our people buying now, if we really narrow down into the fundamentals of the property market, majority of areas are still showing good fundamentals Absolutely. for the property market in general. So when we compare, like I think sometimes because we're based in, in, in London um, and the South, of course, some, a lot of investors we speak to are, are the same. And I think they get caught up in this bubble of what's going on in the South. And yes, London and parts of the South are struggling because affordability levels are stretched a lot more. And you'll hear us keep saying time and time again, affordability in this market is key to where you want to be investing. We want to be looking at areas of where affordability is best. I think when I looked at some data from Land Registry and it was produced at the beginning of this year, it was showing the difference in the ratios of affordability of what people um, are earning and what the property prices are doing. And you had the the average for England in like the middle of the chart. You had London way above England. Um, way above and, average, isn't it? Right? Yeah, so way above the, yeah, yeah. the average for England. But then quite a bit below it, you had the Northwest where we've got the likes of Manchester, Liverpool, et cetera. So just seeing that hard data there and seeing that massive gap, obviously between the Northwest and England, there was a, there was a nice gap there, shows there's definitely room for prices to keep increasing because the affordability is showing mm. that they're below average. And then you had, obviously London's massive. So again, not saying it's going to get to that stage, but there's also a big gap there where 
it's showing that certain locations, certain of course, that's you have to be very specific and yep. and knowledgeable when looking at that, can go above the uh, the the average for England. Sorry, so like the likes of Manchester, um, I, have, I didn't have Birmingham on that chart, but Birmingham was below as well. So the likes likes of those locations where there's a lot of investment. Lot of regen, big companies going into these areas. There's still a big gap for for growth yeah. there, and this is what again when we're looking at fundamentals and data, that that's hard data. The other thing which I think why we've not seen a drop off in appetite as well, because we're dealing with new build and off plan. The new build market, I think it was Manchester compared so that like the secondary market, um, so existing property market had increased by something like, I think it was around 2%. I can't remember the exact figure. The new build market had increased 22% in terms of property price growth. 22%. So that's showing new builds are growing by 22%. Now, even if that slows drastically, it's still massive. So securing last year, you would have seen a 22% growth rate in your property price. If today which it's not going to. If today the property market theoretically crashed, what's it going to crash? Max about probably 10%. You've still got like a, uh, over 10% buffer there yeah. of where you've still done well in the market. So again, it's about looking at these strategies, looking hyper-locally in terms of locations, but then looking at certain properties within the market maybe should be focused because new builds are becoming more popular, we, they're more we, eco-friendly. I think as well, we, we find quite a lot, I, I hear quite a lot, especially online sometimes and from certain people that buying a new build is like buying a brand new car. As soon as, as soon as it's built or when it's ready and you drive it off, I guess, the driveway, you lose a lot of its value, which... I guess you're, what you're what you've literally just mentioned kind of counteracts that completely, right? Yeah, exactly that. I mean, so again, we're talking simplistic terms here. There's obviously timing in when you're buying. If you're buying right at the end of the cycle, you you put your prices have been yeah they're they're already inflated. They've already had that growth. You're buying at the end, so yes, you do have that risk of you'll buy it and then it may drop off. Not necessarily because it depends on what you're buying, of course. Yeah, we, location. Location, the type of property, the development or lots of different factors. But that's the chance of that happening. But this is why we're very big on buying in early because then you're you're capitalizing on what I've just spoken Definitely. about, that growth. So if worst case scenario, you do have that scenario like they use the, the analogy of driving a car off the forecourt, yeah. drops in price. Again, it's not going to drop 22%. Mm. like and what, also so it'll be good to hear your point of view on this but what would you say to people who are doing saying saying that in general obviously as we said driving off the the full court losing its value and people saying of course well if i do invest that early on my money's just sitting there what would you say in terms of can because a lot of people do say that don't they with off plan yeah. with us sometimes they're like well if i do invest right now my funds are locked up and I'm, they're not obviously producing anything where well, they can't see that at the time they can't see it, but it de- again, it depends on depends the investor. On the location, of course. No, no, it depends on the investor. So, if you're an investor and you need, if, so the first question I ask, like, do you need the money right now? Is it? Are you looking for a term right the second? Like, is it imperative you have the money? You need it now. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something you need to pay for. Well, yeah, I need the money because I need to pay for my kid's school fees or or something, um, whatever it may be. If the answer is no, then well, if you don't need the money. Just parking it, it there. Put it to work, eh? Okay? Parking it there. You can see there's 22% yeah. potential uplift there in one year mm. just from parking it there. 
And then once it completes, then you've got the yield and you've got income. So couple the 22% growth you've had. Then with the yield you're going to have, your return on investment from day one is massive. Yeah. And also to, to mention, I know we talk about it quite a lot in off plan. It's not only the capital growth element that can be positive. Yeah. As we say, the rent's increasing consistently, which over time, which you originally look at the investment case and it might be looking good then. Yeah. But people aren't factoring in the fact that as a whole, that rent is probably going to increase, which is going to mean your margin's going to get even better. Yeah, so the rents are increasing there. And I think that whole scenario of, again, it's about breaking it down mm. in numbers terms as well. Because what people say, well, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not earning that 6% right now. I'm missing out on that. Okay, but then like we've just demonstrated, if you're buying an existing market property, a secondary market property, your capital growth might be 6%. I mean... In this market, you're probably looking about two, three percent with the way things are. Let's say in a very good location, yeah. potentially with a good balance there. Let's say it's three percent, and then yeah, you might get a. Let's say you get a good yield, seven percent. That's ten percent in one year you're earning. Well, just by uh, investing in somewhere where there's potentially twenty-two percent growth, like I've just demonstrated, it's a lot higher than ten percent. Mm. So if you don't need the money right now, I know sometimes when it's not tangible, you can't hold it, touch it, feel it. Sometimes it's it's not yeah. as real to people and that, that can sometimes be frustrating for them. But looking at the bigger picture, yeah, showing definitely. them. And that's where people do well in investing in this type of strategy. It's about getting in early, taking that risk, seeing the long-term vision, long-term well, plan. We've, we've seen that time well. and time again, haven't we? With, yeah. with some of our own investors who have, of course, many clients that have done that. So... Yeah. Yeah, I think as a whole as well, like you mentioned, it definitely comes down to the individual circumstances naturally. Yeah. Um, and of course, I mean, look, people can always say, look, well, they'll just stick it in the bank in an ISA and not be able to touch it and, and have those sort of, of savings yeah, as well. exactly that. And But yeah, look, that, that, that will be different. It's, an ISA is less risky, so the returns will reflect that. Exactly. Um, so I think that's something to bear in mind. But another thing... I mentioned about people doing well in the market and then not maybe always understand the concept. I remember it was, it was in COVID. We'd launched a site in Liverpool and it was off plan. And a gentleman rang me. He was an overseas investor. And he was like, yeah, I'm interested. Can you let me know the prices? I started blurting out the prices to him, giving him examples. He goes, oh, no, 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 it's too expensive. And I was like, well, no. I was showing him the market comparables. So, well, why do you think, why? Why? do you think it's too expensive and um, what comparables using he said oh, I've just bought in Liverpool that's way too expensive so I went okay you bought in Liverpool uh, just having just what, what did you buy so he said what he bought and it was a, it was a new build so I remember it was it was it just completed not not long ago so I said when did you buy this property so I bought it off plan about, I think he said about a year ago or um, it was about between 12 to 18 months. I can't remember exactly, but he bought off plan and quite went advance. So I said, well, yeah, you've just demonstrated why off plan is such a good investment. You're now trying to re-enter the market. The same price as last year. You're, you're looking for the same property and look what the prices, look what the prices are being sold at. And he went, oh yeah, I didn't think of that. I said, yeah. I said, of course it's going to be different now because what you invest, the reason you invested at that strat for that strategy mm has worked, it's paid off and you've seen it right now by calling me and trying to buy the same property. You can't. The price has gone up and he, he, I think the penny dropped at that point. He is the example. <laughs> he was his own example yeah. and I congratulated him as well and I, I, I don't know if he, did, he, he didn't, buy, didn't buy in that development. I don't know if he did go on to invest there or somewhere else but yeah, he'd, he'd done very well from it. He was, um, what, what do they call it? He was a, 
uh, is it an enemy of its own success? Yeah, something like that. Something I know, you, I know what you mean. Yeah, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right was... in front of him the whole time. He yeah, was, it was exactly. Him. Fair enough. But no, no. As as a whole, I think as as, as you've mentioned correctly there, Tobe. In terms of, of course, when when looking at different parts of the market, we always talk about looking at different strategies. Yeah. Knowing where to invest. Obviously, we we look at data all the time, don't we? In terms of certain locations. Yeah. And it's not always as we said. I think we always talk about the mainstream cities. Yeah. In terms of your Manchester, Birmingham, Liverpool, but sometimes it's these little towns that are, are, are performing exceptionally well, aren't they? Especially now, I think, because we're seeing where prices have jumped up in a lot of city centres, it's pushing people out of those locations. It's the price points and yep. so on. Both homeowner occupiers to buy for themselves being pushed out naturally also renters as well so certain demographics are renters or even renters that can afford it are thinking oh, I just want to save a bit of money I want more monthly free expenditure so I'm going to I'm going to move slightly further afield so these commuter locations are very key at looking at at the moment um, it doesn't mean that they'll they'll all do very well and it doesn't mean you should discount city centres but they're definitely I think where people would just focus solely on city centre there's some good pockets outside which you really need to consider when looking at it because your yields can be more favourable which is good and the capital growth we're potentially looking at from the ripple effect and if people don't know what the ripple effect that's where prices go up in a city centre or a central location and where they've gone out, gone up so aggressively, they then push out people, push out demand out of the city centre, and we start to see that that aggressive growth ripple out and flow out into surrounding areas of that city centre. And mm. that's something we're witnessing at the moment, and we're, we're keeping a good eye on. And we're we're launching projects very very soon and imminently, which are in those sort of locations. Yeah, definitely. I think as you mentioned there, in terms of as well with with the data, I find as well some of the we hear Manchester's doing this, Liverpool's mm-hmm. and that. Sometimes you don't realise kind of what how, how big of Liverpool they're actually yeah. doing the data on, which a lot of the time can be in these yeah. kind of just outskirts of, of city centre locations, which are performing just as well. Yeah. And as you said, like cheaper price points, yeah. more affordable. Yeah. Sometimes as we're seeing pushing people out, bigger demands in some of the areas but as, as you said correctly it's it's obviously dependent on the location on the outskirts and, and the getting in early to those locations is very very good look again mm. we haven't got crystal balls and you can't always judge it um, sort we of exactly we, we wish we did but if you can get in early to those locations you will you yeah. will do very well so that's quite quite a, a good thing to consider when doing your research and looking at stuff don't discount these areas is what we're saying and I think coming back to the, the overall question of like are people still buying like we've said yes they are people are still buying but maybe I think a big question to ask then putting ourselves in the spot so like are you still buying so are we are we buying in this market yeah. how would you answer yeah well I, I'm I'm actually looking right now yep. personally myself so keeping an eye out of course we we have stuff all the time pop across our desks and mm-hmm. we are very yeah making sure of course it needs to once again going back to putting yourself in an investment shoes what your budget is what your criteria is which yeah. is definitely going to factor where you invest and kind of what you can gain and, and what kind of t- return investment you can gather from that so yeah no i am i'm looking at a few different things i'm considering between the next one being either an off-plan purchase yep. definitely in the right location of course yep. i'm keeping an eye out and also, I am keeping an eye on some of the secondary market stuff because I do like a bit of both. I've got now investments with both the secondary market and the new builds. And yeah, I'm definitely looking to acquire probably either an apartment, a one bedroom, yep. uh, or I'm going to go for kind of a two or three bedroom house 
in definitely the northern parts once again looking at maybe your Liverpool areas um, as, as a kind of main city Manchester Birmingham's and then to be fair as we said some of the second secondary kind of I know for example we've got, got a new one coming um, Halifax as an area as well I quite like and I'm, I'm looking at the new one honestly and thinking look this is something that, that stacks up in terms of yield wise on a long term let short term let basis so look, these, these are a number of things I'm personally looking at but to narrow it down right now I don't know I'm still taking a bit of time uh, I'm, I'm not in a rush to to be honest I, mm. I want to get something in the next couple of months but as you said Toby we've got a crazy end to the year so I will get there eventually but it, yeah it's just going to take a bit of time what about yourself yeah so I am still actively investing so I've kind of at the moment not focusing on just single buy to lets although mm. I'm keeping my eye out um, if any of the listeners don't know I'm actually now in the process of doing land and and development so uh, developing as a as a, as a developer mm. usually the sort of people that we, we work with uh, in track capital on a, on a day-to-day basis so yeah I think just Speaking on that as well, I would hope that demonstrates my confidence in the property market because land deals are, are, are big, big cost deals. Cost materials. Everything. The cost involved, things, right? the, the finance, financials involved in a land deal are massive. So for me, I have to have confidence in the property market because if the I risk, think... risk is much higher, right? The risk is massive. So if I was foreseeing the property market to be crashing anytime soon then obviously I'd be very hesitant on going on into these land deals and, and developing properties Absolutely. to then sell on the open market. So I think that alone, I would hope, would demonstrate my personal confidence. Um, so yes, I'm investing. I'm investing on a bigger scale, so land and developments, which, yeah, and the reason I'm doing that is because I've got faith in the property market. Again, I do my A, B, and C scenarios all the time, so I'm very diligent in how I'm doing that. So, yeah, that that uh, that would hopefully give the, the listeners confidence in how we perceive the market because if, if we're investing in this market, then hopefully listeners will think, well, if they are, then maybe I should be considering it as well. But circumstances dependent, make sure you're comfortable and, and confident in investing. And, yeah, you always leave yourself a bit of a buffer so you're not overexposing yourself, as we say. Yeah, all good. Yeah, well, I, I hope that has been helpful to answer that question. I kept having come through on my Instagram story when asking for questions. So, and we, ha- I have it as well. Yeah, every every other day in terms of investors asking. So I'm glad. You know what? This time, when the questions asked, and we were like, look listen to the podcast yeah exactly <laughs> just send them the link to the podcast hear us uh, ramble on about 20 it. minutes or so of us just talking about it anyway yeah and uh, thanks for sending the questions in as well it was nice to get quite a um frequent one as well that came through quite a lot it gave us some focus for this and maybe we'll do another episode soon where we can address some of the other questions or we'll, we'll put out keep an eye on my instagram because if i put it out again and you've got a question yeah just uh drop one down for us and we'll, we'll speak about it yeah All right, we'll wrap it up there. Well, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Take care.